book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Um, today's episode is something that we kind of like we're putting our feels about um not necessarily military related so don't hate us <laughs> um but we thought it was like a, a pretty important topic um if you haven't watched the news or I mean it was I wouldn't say it was like recent but it wasn't necessarily recent um the Eliza Fletcher um situation um and if you haven't heard about her um I recommend you know kind of reading in her story um but basically she was jogging and she was abducted and murdered so um Cody and I got to thinking you know like we don't necessarily want to talk about her situation um but we want to use it in light of something that's kind of been on our hearts for a while um I mean we talk a lot about child trafficking and things like that but I think that, you know, when you think about that, it goes into like woman trafficking too, which we kind of touched on during the episode, but, um, you know, they don't just traffic children. There's like women and men and things that do it too. But, um, it kind of comes with being a woman, which is like sad to say, you know, I, I saw a post, um, during this whole situation that was on Facebook or something. And she was like, you know, I am Eliza Fletcher. Like I run in the mornings. It could have easily been me and it could have, you know, it could have been my kid or it could have been this, it could have been that. And it really puts into perspective, which I feel like for women, it is into perspective, right? All the time. Like if I see a car behind me and he makes the same three left turns, I'm freaking out. My heart is racing. I'm like, he's following me home. You don't go home. You like drive around the neighborhood for 60 years until they turn. And I'm like, why was I freaking out? Like, it's okay, you know? And it's the same thing if they end up on the same grocery aisle as me. Like, you know, I'm freaking out. You, Why are you on the same? You need bread and milk and cheese too? <laughs> well, the, yeah, a few weeks ago, I was in Walmart and uh, I was texting Felicia. I was looking for a grill and I was like, I noticed like I was, I browsed in the Halloween section for a minute and there was a guy there. No big deal. Halloween decorations are for everybody. Cool. Then I like walked down a little bit and I'm in the craft section and then like he's in the craft section. I was like, okay, not, not a big deal. I'm not going to, I'm not going to freak out yet. I go out to the garden section to look for this grill. I'm on the outside part. I look like over, he's there. I was like, okay, now this is getting weird. I walk inside to look at the grills inside. Then he is there. And I literally text Felicia. I'm like, uh, this dude's following me. Like, <laughs> and granted, like at the end, I don't think he was because he ended up like buying, I saw him in self-checkout buying a grill. But at the same time, like my, if that was my husband, he would just be like, yeah, I guess, I guess, like, I guess he was like walking the same direction. We were not a big deal. But as a woman, like you're so, sometimes you like, you feel like prey. Like, yeah. I know that's like kind of harsh, but that is how it feels. And we were talking with some spouses um, at a, at a coffee meetup actually recently. And she said that when she had a daughter, she felt like this, like innate, like feeling come over her of like, I have to protect you because yeah. um, it's not when, or it's not if it's when you're assaulted and not just even, not even just like a physical assault. You can be like, as women, we're assaulted verbally, we're assaulted 
physically were assaulted. Like anytime that you are pressured into doing something that you don't want to do because you're scared you're going to be assaulted, you're pretty much being assaulted anyway. And I feel like as women, we've all been there. You know, you, you're hanging out with a guy and he's making moves, but you don't want to make this, you don't want to reciprocate them. But at the same time, you're worried, like, if I don't, are you going to rape me? If I don't, like, what are you, you know what I mean? So you, you give in. Um, one time in El Paso, I was catcalled um, by this man and I turned around and I was like, don't do that to me. And this man said to me, well, that's why you're a hoe. And I was like, I'm a hoe because I asked you not to catcall me because it's extremely uncomfortable. Like, what? So there's so many things that go into being a woman that it's just like, men just don't have to deal with. And you can call me sexist, you can call me a feminist, whatever, but that's the yeah. truth. Like, there are a lot of things like that men can do that are safety hazards for women. Yeah, and I think it's, it's. I don't want to say like it's easy, right? Because my safety is a um, very big priority for my husband. And he, my husband, <laughs> can still carries, um, but... <laughs> He'll be like, this is why I want you to get yours. This is why I want you to get yours. And I'm like, you need to stop that because you're freaking me out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're freaking me out saying that, you know? And, you know, or I feel this sense of like unsafety when mm. I'm not with him. And, you know, it's kind of sad because I um, instill the same fears in my children. Like not, not that I want to instill fear in you, you know, like I, but I want you to be safe and like aware and I'll right. tell my daughter, you know, the same thing. Um, you know, that's what I'm, my family's half Hispanic. So, um, my mom's side is Hispanic and my dad's side is white, but I was raised with the cuckoos. Like the cuckoos will take you at any given chance. And so it's the same thing that I teach my children because honestly, like, you know, people are like, don't scare your kids, don't scare your kids. And I was like, I feel like it taught me to be a little bit more safe, like aware of my surroundings. And, you know, I'm not going to walk a, you know, empty garage. What are they called? Parking garage <laughs> yeah. um, you know, by myself in the middle of the night. You know, like I'm naive to the fact that things happen. And I'm not saying, you know, like, obviously, sometimes you have to walk in your garage or whatever and do those things. But um, I still want to teach my children the same thing, you know, and I'm tell my daughter we don't talk to strangers because we don't know you know like we don't know you never know you never know like right. are they sound the same aisle like befriending you or you know and I'm not saying we're from the south so we're I'm very used to people being friendly but it's still like I want you to have this level of caution that not everybody's your friend not yeah. everybody's here to keep you safe not everybody's you know we live on base and there's this like falsified idea that because you live on base you're automatically safe and I'm like there's still creepers and weirdos on base there's still people who get arrested um for doing bad things on base like just because you're a soldier it doesn't make you um like this perfect person you know this like picture of perfection and so um it's 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 hard it's really hard even though I have you know I have boys as well and I teach them the same mannerisms of you know there's cuckoos, there's like, there's strangers, like stranger danger, there's people who will want to hurt you. And there's, you know, when I'm getting my kids in the car, I'm on one side, because like, there's always this thought in my mind, like, if I'm on one side, then somebody can't come around the other side and take my child, you know, like we yeah. lock the doors or, um, you know, you get in the car, I automatically lock the doors. I don't care if the car is not on. I don't care if this or that, like, you automatically lock the doors. Um, if there's, you know, you're in a strange area, like I throw all my kids in the car, lock the doors and then I'll buckle your seatbelts. Like, you know, there's this, there's this like underlying fear where even if I am 
in a situation that I know I'm fine, you know, my anxiety kind of kicks in and it's like, well, are you, is there somebody watching you behind that blue blazer? (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, like we're taught as like young girls that like, that, like I said, like we're preyed upon, like there's so many things that go into being a woman. It's just insane. Like I live my spouse is gone if if it can lock in my house it's locked and yeah. housing my doorknob was like messed up and I called housing and they're like oh well just leave a key outside I was like are you crazy like I'm home alone and what do most people look for when they come into somebody's like they're breaking into somebody's house is a key outside like I'm not doing that so like my windows are locked every door in my house is locked my garage door is locked yeah. like you're gonna have to really put in some effort to get in here um to get me and these kids and my spouse like he'll go to sleep with the front door unlocked because it's like he's a man like he's yeah. he, he'll fight you like it's whatever um but not even that like when we drove um from like the pcs from north carolina to colorado i was really like anxious like i would not stop without my husband like uh, and i would not go into gas stations without my husband because it was i too many things were coming up about people being trafficked along the way and you don't know where they're at or who they are and so you know you're you're stopping at truck stops because those are like the nicer places to stop but also like if you think about it like a trucker could just throw you in in their truck and just be gone with you like that's how my brain works so the military like isn't it's like not a breeding ground, but obviously it, it presents opportunity for people to go missing or, or bad things to happen just because of like your PCS and you're driving across the country. Like not everybody's doing that every, yeah. like every few years and like spouses are home alone and you're, of course there's civilians that are home alone, but like, are you really realistically home alone for nine months? No, that gives plenty of time for somebody to stalk you and watch yeah. you. You know what I mean? These are the, like, the things that play in my head. So if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that girl's crazy. Like, no, it's just like <laughs> 10 years of marriage to a military man. That's like so many scenarios have played over my head. Because when I lived in El Paso, um, I got pregnant with my daughter. I went home to Arizona and my husband deployed. But shortly after I had went home, this soldier had broken into I want to say either the woman was a soldier or a wife it was the wife of a soldier but he broke into her house waited for her to come home she was pregnant and he stabbed her like when she got home he popped out from behind the wall and attacked her and like stabbed her and luckily I'm pretty sure she, she survived but I don't really see that side type of thing happening to men like no it's yeah. only women that this is happening to you know eliza was out for a run and they took her like yeah. she was she was taken and people will always be like you know it's not scary to be a woman it, yes it is it is scary yeah. to be a woman like there are so many things that happen to us or that we're groomed to believe or that we're like um supposed to be that it's like this this it's not a level playing field as far as being like who's the predator and who is the prey yeah well like what's normal for me is not normal for him and I don't say that like you know like you said like in a sexist way but there's just things that if I'm for instance if I'm walking and 
to my grocery store, right? And it's dark outside. I'm putting keys between my fingers. Yeah. Uh, you know, we carry pepper spray. You carry uh, a weapon. You, like, it doesn't even matter, you know, if even if you don't conceal carry or if you carry or if you don't or if you have pepper spray, like, there's automatically, like, okay, wait, I, it's dark and, like, you know, nobody's around me. Like, I need to be able to protect myself. And how is that? Ask how, ask how many women, you know, carry cat claws or something in their car, yeah. in their purse or pepper spray or, you know, they carry in their purse. Like, ask how many. You would be surprised. And, you know, then you do the same comparison to a man. And, yeah, like, sure, they might carry because it's a gun and it's cool and it's all this. But for me, I'm like any item of self-defense. Like, I will freaking hit you in the head with my can of pinto beans if, <laughs> if you're coming for me in my grocery store parking lot. And that's what... The, the thing is, is what we're trying to make known is that that's the difference. That's, that's the point here is the point is that like, you can walk and waltz just fine. And like, you don't even have one second thought. But if I see somebody in the dark, like minding their own business, my immediate thought is like, are they looking at me? Like, is, right. uh, is there something unsafe when I was, um, and it's not even nighttime, which is the situation for me. You know, you said you've been married a service member 10 years. So these are fears for you. Well, I've lived with the schoolies since I was forever years old. <laughs> so, um, like, it's a real fear for me. And it's, you know, even my sister will tell you, like, it's, it's scary. Because um, when we were, gosh, I was probably eight years old. Um, and we didn't live in the nicest neighborhood. And we've talked about that often that, you know, we were raised on a lower income. But um we didn't live in the nicest neighborhood and my mom, my sister and I, um, were at family dollar. Um, and it was probably 10 in the morning, 10 in the morning. Um, and my, what my mom walked out of the grocery store or the family dollar, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a family dollar. So I don't know if that's considered a grocery store or not, but anyways, um, she walked out and I can remember a young man running by, snatching her purse um which was on her arm and um because he had the purse that was wrapped around her arm he drug her all the way down the front of this the grocery store um and I can remember standing there with the door open and my little sister next to me um if I was eight my sister was probably like five um and I can remember screaming screaming for help like my mom my mom and nobody did anything there was nobody coming running. There was nobody doing this. There was nobody doing that. Um, and I can, like, I can visibly see it every time. Every time I get into a position, you know, that I'm nervous, I just see that picture. Yeah. Like, forever engraved in my brain. It's forever engraved in my mom's brain, my sister's brain. And it's, like, you know, it's not as drastic as Eliza, but it could have been. God wow. only knows what could have happened at that situation, right? He finally got the purse off my mom and took off with her purse. And she laid there on the floor, drug across the thing. And like, you know, as it's just so hard for me because like as a kid, I can remember seeing it and hearing the screams and my mom screaming and all of these things. But then you picture yourself as a mother and I'm like, what would I do in that situation? Right. Like, I've been in that situation as a child. Now I am the mother. What if that's me? You know, like yeah. what if, you know, and Cody and I, not joke about it, but like we make the remark, you know, like one of my big fears is something happening when I have all of my children. Yeah. Like I'm trying to protect myself to be the best defender for my children, but I also have three children, you know, four children, five children, whoever, you know, all of us around each other. Like how, how do I protect every single one of them while defending myself against a defender, you know, and there's, it's all of like these scenarios that plays out in your head. And, you know, you can be like, oh, you're just, you're anxious, you're this, you're that. Yes, I am those. And, you know, I have 
probably more scenarios in my head than most people. You know, I probably have more fears than most people, <laughs> but it's like with good reason, you know, like I said, right. I see that picture of my mom being drugged every time. Every time I get a little bit anxious in a, like, in a situation for my safety, that's what I see. And I'm just like, I don't want my kids to be the kids standing at the door. And, you know, I don't blame my mom or anything like that. Like my mom could have done nothing to change the situation. And, you know, it's a fear for her. Like it's trauma for her. Um, right. and she talks about it to you. You know, she'll be like, no, because I made the remark to my daughter. Um, that's a kukui. <laughs> like there was somebody like walking or whatever. And she was like, that's not a kukui. That's just a stranger. And I was like, that a stranger, like stranger danger, sis. Like this is important that you know, like, Yes, they might not look like they might not cause you harm, but you don't know. Like, you don't right. know, and we're not here to take that chance. Like, your safety is not worth the risk of me either being kind or whatever to this person that was, like, waltzing near us, you know? Yeah. Um, and my mom said the same. She was like, no, like, you know, not to scare my child. I don't think we've ever scared my – told my daughter the situation that happened. But she was like, no, like, you know, Mima knows. Like, Mima, Mima said no. Like, we don't talk to them, and, you know – trying to relay like we've been in a situation before where it could have gone worse, you know? Yeah. I, I definitely think I've been more like cautious of my, my safety and my surroundings as I became a mother, because like 22 year old me put myself in some sketchy positions. Like yeah, even right. 19 year old me put myself in some sketchy positions. And like, I look back and I'm like, wow, well, I'm really lucky to be where I like to even be here today because I put myself in really you know, questionable spots, especially in Fayetteville, North Carolina, of all places. It's one of the biggest trafficking um, cities, actually, if you didn't know, in in the United States. But um, as a mom now, I find myself being like, if some, like, especially parenting alone by myself, I feel a sense of comfort when I'm with my husband. I feel he's my safety. I feel, you know, I feel like I can navigate the world the way I'm supposed to when I'm with my husband, when yeah. I'm not with my husband, that, that anxiety of the vulnerability, it's not even really anxiety. It's, vul it's being vulnerable. Um, especially as a mother. And, uh, I, I try to explain to my girls that like, okay, listen to me. Like, it's just mommy. If something happens to you, if somebody touches you, if somebody speaks to you, you just fucking scream as, and, and my daughter like kind of looked at me like, are you sure you want? Cause I'm always like, <laughs> be quiet. Hush, you know? settle down sensory mother motherhood is hard but um so she looked at me like you want me to scream I'm like I want you to scream as loud as you can I want you to scream yeah. like this person I don't know this person this person is touching me I was like this is where you kick them like like this is like serious and without trying to scare them but also they need to know because like being a military child it's too easy to be like hey I know your dad and they're probably like well, shit you probably do like yeah. you're constantly moving and meeting new people and you can't keep up with it so it's so easy to be like oh me and your dad are friends my kid would probably be like oh okay yeah you probably are like my dad's a soldier he knows a lot of people but even more so like being a parent and being vulnerable I have three little boys and I am determined to raise three little boys who understand like you are not like women for one are not to be preyed upon and two you are not a predator you yeah. will not treat women the way that that society wants you to treat them and so I think like we can take that um that anxiousness the vulnerability and the like helplessness and 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 put that energy into raising boys um 
who respect women, who respect uh, yeah. um, us as equals, who don't see us as prey, who don't who don't idolize like being a predator towards women or or young girls or mothers or just anybody who's vulnerable like that's just not okay and I think that's how you know we change it my husband's going to be a drill sergeant and he talks about like all this stuff that he despises about the military right now and his solution is I'm going to be a drill this is my chance to bring up new leaders and new people who are going to you know get the military back to um responsible leaders and and soldiers and whatnot and I I feel like as women we can take that same like vulnerable energy and turn it into like a movement where we're like no more this stops with our sons like our sons are not going to be predators our sons are not going to be the creepy guy following a young girl around Walmart our sons are not going to be the one pressuring a girl into doing something that she doesn't want to do our sons are going to be the ones that see a girl walking in that to their car at night and notice that she has her keys and say, Hey, can I walk you to your car? And not, and, and, and in the manner to where it's like trusting, you know what I mean? They're going to be trustworthy little boys that are, I guess to grow into be men that we feel safe around and that we would be like, your daughter is safe around my son. Yeah. Well, I think you have a responsibility as a parent and I know not, and I, I know it kind of comes off like weird to say that because you never, I don't think anybody raises their children with the attention of harming somebody, right? Like that, that happens. Like I didn't, you know, raise you to harm somebody. But also like, I think you could make it seen, you know, my husband is a great role model to my children. He, you know, keeps my family safe. He knows that my, my children know that he is my safety. My children know that dad is our protector, you know, like he, I will tell them dad's not here. It's just us. And like, if something happens, it's just us. Like it's me, like I am your safety here. So I need you to, you know, I don't, I I don't let my kids walk on other aisles with, you know, at the grocery store. If I can't see you, you're going too far. You know, if you're not in my arms reach, you're gone too far and you can call it a helicopter mom all you want, but it's like, I need to be able to protect you in the best way that I know how, you know, and that is keeping you close to me. And I think, you know, in the same responsibility that we have to teach our children that aspects, because it is the society that we live in. And I think we are raising a generation that, um, you know, we can work to change it and, you know, to stop that narrative of that women are prey and, you know, go from like prey to protector. Um, And I think you not only have the responsibility to teach them safe, I think it's very important to teach your child safety. I think it's very important to teach them the, you know, things of stranger danger. And, you know, I know you live on base and you still have these, um, you know, they say rules are created for a reason, right? Like somebody did something and that's why rules are created. Well, on base, you know, your child cannot be without, like with not seeing, right, at eight years old. Like if your child is eight years old and under and they cannot see a parent, like your family's in trouble on base. So, and it's like, that rule is in place for a reason. You, I, I really don't want to know why that's in place for a reason, but it's in place for a reason. And um, so the same thing that you have to teach them safety, I think, like you said, we have to teach them to be like, you know, outspoken and speak up. And I think that is one issue with women today, right? And I know myself when I'm in a situation and I'm very nervous, like I'm more so focused, like head down focused on like, how do I get out of the situation? What's around me? Like, how do I protect myself and things where we should be outspoken? We should, you know, there's been plenty of stories. You see them on Facebook all the time. And they're like, oh, somebody followed me in the grocery store, out in my car. And, you know, then I read, you know, secretly reported it to the security guard. No, 
like screaming right there, right there. Why are we not screaming? And why are we not saying he's following me? He touched me. Right. He grabbed my daughter. He, you know, there's people saying like, oh, this woman, if you pick up my child out of the cart, I'm going to go oh back and crazy on you. Yeah. You see so many people and they're like, just like, um, no, like put my kid down. And I'm like, I would have beat you up in aisle six, like with a box of pasta. If you touch my child, like, why are we not doing that? Why are we not normalizing that, you know, to teach our children? Like, this is not okay. You know, we teach them to say, you know, scream, but like, if it happens to us, we're not doing the same. We're not doing the same thing. We're yeah. like, Oh, just passive aggressive almost, you know? Like, well, yeah, we're like conditioned to be like, like put, put somebody else's comfort over our own. Like, Oh, you can't say anything because you might make that person uncomfortable. Oh, but it's okay for me to be uncomfortable yeah. in El Paso. Um, and, and, and I, before I tell this story, like, understand like I understand there's a cultural difference and I understand that this person meant no harm to my child but I was very uncomfortable in the moment of it happening so I'm in El Paso I'm at a Walmart and this woman walked up to my daughter in her infancy and just like touched her forehead now I know she was drawing a cross on on her forehead but still I was just like it's my first baby and I'm like what are you doing like why are you touching my kid and then um she doesn't speak english so her son was like i'm so so sorry like she just she's here from mexico visiting she just put a blessing on your baby and i was like okay thank you for explaining that like maybe explain to her like and like <laughs> don't touch other people's children because i didn't know what was happening all all i see is her walking towards my child and then i'm like um what's going on you know but yeah. Uh, society makes it seem to where like women are supposed to be okay with feeling uncomfortable because if you call out a man then he's gonna feel uncomfortable and that's not okay like no from now on like if you make me feel uncomfortable you're gonna know it and everybody around us is gonna know it too because the way I feel is valid just as much as a way a man is feeling and if you're doing some weird ass shit then I'm gonna call you out on it because one like it, it's me like I've I'm valued as a person regardless if you don't value me or not somebody elsewhere values me and if something happens to me like I'm leaving behind five children a spouse a mom a sister like there's so many things that go into that and society just says like oh well it's just a woman like no it's not just a woman and I love how you brought up like um like your kids know like when dad's home he protects you it, it makes me think of something funny my kids had said before and they were like my husband was leaving and they're like, what if something bad happens? And I was like, well, then mommy's here. And they're like, you can't protect us. And I was <laughs> like, you're probably right. Like if, if shit hits the fan, like I'm, I'm definitely going to panic, but also like, yeah, it's just like, I want to teach my girls and even my boys, like I'm strong. Like society might see women as weak and like, and, and honestly trying to do away with our gender. And that's totally like whatever, but I'm, I'm going to be the one that stands up and is like, I'm not weak. And I'm not going to sit here and be forced to feel uncomfortable because you're a man and you think that you can do whatever you want to me or kidnap me or touch me or verbalize, uh, verbal abuse me, whatever you choose. Like, it's not okay. I'm a human. I have rights and they're just as important as your rights as a man. And like, even on post, you know, you think like, oh, I'm safe because I live on post. And like, yeah, maybe you're safe from the people who can't get through the gate, but there are monsters like surround, like living within you, like 
in our gates. There's- yeah, I mean, like, read the news, right? Brag, somebody, like, murdered his whole family. Um, on, on Carson, there was, like, a peeping Tom. And all of these things, just because you're on base, you're not, like, this automatically safe, right? Like you said, like, I'm safe from the people who can't access it. That's all I'm safe from. There's right. plenty of people who abuse their power and their situation and everything else. And, you know, I would rather, like, it, it just, I would rather apologize to somebody for a misunderstanding than cry my eyes out later because something happened. Right. That's like my life motto. I would rather apologize to you. Like, I'm sorry that I assumed you were trying to steal me, but like versus sitting there and being like, I didn't say anything. And now my daughter's gone. Like it was my job to protect her. It was, you know, here I'm, I'm, you know, kidnapped, taken or whatever. And I could have spoken up. I could have screamed our, you know, I went to Walmart and there was, you know, a six foot two man in, you know, black shirt and blue jeans. And he followed me around and I didn't say anything. I left. And then tomorrow somebody was taken by a six foot two man in white blue jeans and whatever else I just described. (laughs) um, And so like, you know, it's not only like for your safety, it's for mine, you know, when if Cody's around me, and I have her kids, it's just as important to me, like those little lives are just as important to me. And you can ask her kids, they'll be like walking or like, Oh, I'm coming. And I'm like, either you're with me, or you're with your mom. And like, and if you're with me, like, we're here, hand on the car, you're in the basket, you're holding on to my purse, like you're here. And I don't care. I don't care who you are, like, safety first, it always comes first. And you know, it's sad to say that, because you can say it's sexist. You can get mad at us and all you want. Like, oh, it's not just women. And I understand, you know, things happen to men, but it's the likelihood of it happening to a woman is more. And we should have pulled up the statistics before we did this. But, yeah. um, you know, when you think about it, if I'm with my husband, I'm not getting catcalled. Right. Nobody's yelling at me. Nobody's chasing me down. I was in the parking lot of Walmart next to Cameron, um, not uh, in Cameron, North Carolina, next to Lyndon Oaks. And a man walked on the other aisle I was in the parking lot walking to my car, five o'clock in the afternoon, PM, whatever. So it was not dark. He's on the opposite side of the parking lot, like, you know, on the other, other, yeah. other cars. And he's yelling at me. He's yelling at me while I'm by myself, literally getting glasses. Okay. I was getting glasses to see. And he's yelling at me, Hey, hey, mama, how you doing? How you this? And I'm just like, in that moment, I, I'm just walking, like, beeline yeah, to my car, getting my visible. car. And he was like, hey, you don't like, you know, me, you don't like my type and da, da, da. And I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Please leave me alone. In the middle of the parking lot, there's people around. Nobody says anything. And that's what bothers me. Like, you clearly see this man yelling at me and me by myself. I clearly don't know him. I'm giving him the cold shoulder. I'm asking him to leave me alone. And nobody does anything. Like, right. why, why are we okay with that? Why are we okay? You know, you, we get mad at ourselves for not speaking up, which yes, we need to, but nobody else does either. Nobody came to stop the man dragging my mom across the parking lot when they were standing in the store at the cash registers. Nobody right. did anything. Nobody does anything in the same situations. And so, I don't know, it's a whole, it's a whole fear. Like it's a, it's a whole fear that you kind of live with and you accept the fact. And, you know, like you said, when we were sitting at that, coffee shop talking and she was like it's not when or it's not what did she say it's not not if it's when yeah it's when and it's like I have to teach my daughter like I have to yes I'm concerned for my sons too but I have to teach my daughter to be more aware I have to teach my daughter to don't put yourself in the same stupid situations that I put myself before I married your father please don't like please like if just ask me talk to me communicate with me something because please don't because I could never live with myself if I didn't teach you you know and like I said I put myself in stupid situations and I was raised the way I was raised and 
experience the things I did and I still kind of you know fumbled and you kind of have to learn on your own I guess but my hope is that my daughter never does there was times that you know I had a friend um and she would meet up with people on like tinder and things and she would be like hey I'm going out like cover for me or whatever and I'm like no 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 like um I'm gonna need name address like time like phone numbers because for one like I would never forgive myself. I was a mom of one at this time. Um, and I was like, I would never forgive myself if something happened to you. And for two, like, how the hell do I face your mom and being like, yeah, I know she went and met up with this random Tinder date right. and um, didn't tell you and didn't give me any information. And I'm so sorry you found her in a ditch three days no, later. I, I love that you say that, though, because, like, my mom obviously, like, went through a divorce and stuff and she started dating. And I was always so paranoid. I'm like, what if, like, what if you're meeting a serial killer like what if like what if like you go missing and 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 men don't think that they don't have to think that they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go meet this girl we're probably gonna hook up that's the end of it for them for us it's like i'm gonna go meet this guy one i hope that he's the person that he says he is two i hope that he doesn't rape me three what if he drugs me what if he kidnaps me five what if he sells me into sex trafficking like for guys it's literally two things i'm gonna go meet a girl I'm going to hook up for us. We have a whole list. Okay. Well, maybe he doesn't write me, but what if he drugs me and kidnaps me? Okay. Maybe yeah. he doesn't drug me and kidnap me. But what if he beats me up? What if he doesn't beat me up, drug, kidnap me or rape me? But what if he, you know, there's so many things that go into it. And it's like, don't sit here and say that like women are just as equal as men and women are just as safe as men. Like we're not, like, yeah. let's, let's, let's be truthful. We're not. Well, they're not over there creating nail polish so that women can stick their finger in a drink and see if it's been drugged. Right. Like that, you, that's not a thing for a man. Like that wasn't created for you. It's literally, what is it called? Um, promoted or advertised for a woman. Yeah. Oh, like don't be roofied. Like here chain, you go. The, like you the, the, the keychains, like, oh, here, your, your pepper spray can look cute. Like, yeah, what? pink like, fuzzy ball. Like yeah. here, oh, get your cat claws, you know, look like whatever his name is, Wolverine, pink, tan, whatever it is, you know. Oh, here's your cute little pink gun. Like carry this. Aesthetically it's like using uh self-defense because women are quote unquote equal. <laughs> right. And but you know, and it brings to mind something now that you say that. Um I went to drop off some clothes. Do you remember this? I went to mm-hmm. drop off some clothes and when I followed my GPS, <laughs> the further I followed my GPS, the more scared I got. And I was meeting a woman. Um, but even then, like, you can't really trust society, right? This was like a social right. media type thing. Um, and I was meeting um, this woman to drop off some clothes for a, um, what is those things called? The, like, kids' wholesale things? Yeah, a consignment. Um, and I was dropping them off at her house. And so for one, I was like, okay, like at her house makes me a little bit nervous. So, you know, I'm driving down and it turns into like a country road. And immediately, like I have to stop in my tracks and I have to, I send Cody my location and she's like, what, what is this? And I was like, I, I'm sharing my location for the next hour because I have to go pick up this. And if you don't hear from me, like, I need you to call the cops. And that's like, that's the situation. There's been plenty of times Cody just ran, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say a thing. We just share a location. Just so you know, I'm driving to my family's house in Texas. I just automatically share my location with Cody. So like, if something happens to me, you know where I am, like, you know, where you last seen me and where my vehicle was last tracked or whatever it is. And it's like, you don't have to do that. My husband doesn't share his location when he goes and picks up stuff off of the marketplace. Like nobody does that. You know, a lot of people ask us, um, 
And this is a good episode for coffee in general, because a lot of people will be like, oh, we want to go see you and like host a meetup and do this. And it was like, I own, I totally understand that you guys have the best interest at heart, but you also have to understand that we have the best interest at heart. So we are protecting our families and our kids and ourselves. And so, no, I can't have you come over to my house. And, you know, as yeah, we're all military spouses and yeah, we want to, you know, show you a friendly community and change it. And yeah, if you see us at Sam's, you know, our Costco, say hi, say hello don't be creepy but (laughs) say hi but you know you also have to understand when we are like we can't have a meetup we can't have a meetup off base because we don't feel safe you know we don't know who could potentially be following coffee or following this or want to show up and harm anybody or anything well for example like when you speak of that like um felicia and i uh or i showed felicia that somebody had took is taking like literally right now takes our pictures from coffee and per, like puts them on an in, uh, Instagram and is pretending to be my husband. So it's like, I, we can't trust that. Like we can, we can invite people to our homes and one, like not like come back, you know, we we're, we're very like open about things going on in our life. So if you know where I live and two weeks later I say, Oh, my husband headed out for a little bit. How do I know that? Like you're a normal person. You're not going to come to my house and like I don't yeah. here's one of my fears was like when I was pregnant with Caleb was that you know you hear about it all the time it's like people go and cutting babies out of people's stomach that's yeah. like I you know that was something I had to think about I'm like oh gosh what if there's like a crazy person out there you know they they see me they follow me they cut my baby out or something and and I know that's like far-fetched but it does happen and that is a thing that women deal with and and unfortunately it's usually a woman-on-woman crime so it's like yeah. There's just so many scenarios that go into like keeping yourself safe as a woman, like, you know, whether it's not from like a man, even from each other, like jealousy is crazy. People will do crazy things to you. And um, there's just so many precautions that you have to take as being a woman. And we wanted to come on here and just talk about it because it's just something that like when we see it, we're like, it's heavy on us because we're raising little girls. And if you're raising little girls, then you know, too, I'm sure it's heavy on you. And as military spouses, you're alone a lot. So then it's also like a little bit more amplified. You're like, I, I know that like, I'm not 100% safe and nobody's 100% safe any, at any time. But for spouses, I feel like there's a lot of that, like, anxiety and vulnerability that goes into it because you're just you're not you're you you cannot guarantee your safety because you just don't know what's going around and if you don't believe me about like the military community like like bad things don't happen if you're like oh whatever they're safe they're military like go listen to um military murder podcast and i probably do your research easily you can easily find up and ask any military spouse if they've experienced some kind of something strange and so you you say that you know like oh you know it's like a running joke right that oh military spouses are always so lonely they have no friends and it's like this is one of the reasons like for one my husband's gone i don't feel comfortable inviting you to my house and if we do it's like after the sixth time that we've met, even with Cody, you know, like as much as our kids knew each other, they were in, you know, school together. Um, you know, we had a few encounters at Walmart to kind of like touch the base. And then we met at a public place at a, you know, with public people, people around our spouses and everything before we were like, okay, like we're comfortable enough with each other, you know, like she's not a murderer, like just <laughs> my house. And so like, for one, don't take offense if coffee ever is like, oh, I don't feel comfortable inviting you to my house. Or if we're like, you know, oh, no, you know, we, we're. Or if we don't want know, to tell you what base we're living on. 
yeah so please stop asking us that that makes me so nervous like and I don't say that with like offense and I know like oh you're local and yes yes I'm local but like if you run into me that's fantastic but please don't ask me like what base because then I'm like why why do you need, why yeah. why, why do you what you planning to do <laughs> like you know and I know you have no ill intent but I mean but it's so <laughs> it's so relevant in my mind that you know I thought about like oh hey like what if we hosted a meetup for one we feel safer on base and I know some people can't access base so like you know people are like oh you know what about the people off and I'm like eh, sorry but I was like you know even if we did host and um off base event or something I was like I wonder it was literally in my head as we were driving yesterday talking about um hosting a get together um I was like I wonder if I can go to the police station and ask for somebody to come monitor my play date essentially <laughs> like yeah. can is that a thing can I be like hey you know because then coffee would feel much more like safe like if I had like oh, not, and not even just there. for us for you like oh this, no yeah 100%, yeah because it's like you know it's publicized like and it's not you know, we don't have a problem with it. We've hosted it. It's just that we are making sure to take all of the precautions. So if we ignore, where do you live? That's why. If we right. don't want you to come to our house, you know, somebody was super, super sweet and offered. Um, I was trying to get this huge box. Cody was pregnant, so she was no help. <laughs> um, but I needed to get a mattress upstairs when my husband was deployed. And somebody was like, oh, I'm local to you, you know, um, I'll come help. And I was like, as like, I appreciate your thought, but you also have to think like in my situation, I'm home alone with children. My husband yeah. is deployed and a stranger off the internet just asked to come to my house. Like yeah. I can't, or like, I can't... I'll watch your kids. Like appreciate yeah, like, the, I, thought, I, the gesture, but like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, I know some people will be like, well, they're rude. And I told Cody and I was like, you know, coffee's like, Oh, <laughs> welcome to the community. I'll be but rude also, when it comes to my safety. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, also you can't come to my house and it's not, we're not being rude. It's just, we're being safe. We're not putting ourselves nor yourself in a situation um, you know, for something to happen, because for one, we would never forgive ourselves. If something happened at a coffee play date, we would never forgive ourselves. Like we didn't protect the woman that we brought out to the situation essentially. Yeah. Um, so the whole episode was because of Eliza, because we saw it and you know, we've, it's happened a few times when we're followed in the grocery store, not necessarily followed, but you know, end up on the same aisle or something. We're like, yep, we need to talk about it. Cause I had the feeling again. Yep. We need to talk about it. Cause I had that feeling again. And we just thought, because everybody's kind of on what it. is it? Well, on and like it? coffee, like we're we're here to advocate for women. Like we want a better military spouse community. A lot of people that follow us are women of all ages, all over the place. And if you have been on social media long enough to understand that like these posts keep popping up. I found an air tag. This person followed me. Yeah. So there's so much of it happening that, you know, we wanted to come on here and just be like Hey, we don't, we're not turning a blind eye to this. We see it and we're just as angry as you are. We're just as uncomfortable. We're just as vulnerable and we want to make a better community. And part of building that better community is starting out with like stuff like this, like, Hey, like we, we, we know what's happening and we want to be a voice and we want to be a change and we want to share ways to advocate. We want to share ways to stay safe. So pretty much that's, that was like our mind track on this one. Yeah, like it's not, it's not a joke. It's not a social media post. It's a real life fear that women deal with everywhere, every day, all day. Um, and it, you know, we said vulnerable and like, 
I feel like military spouses are just a tad bit more, just a tad bit more, just because we're so alone. And, you know, that's why the military literally preaches so much about Persec, because it's like you are alone and they're not naive to the fact, you know, and they're not naive to the fact that, you know, there's bad people on posts, too, that they are, you know, working to protect you from as well. And as like scary, I guess you would say, as that is, you know, you don't want you don't want to think like this is supposed to be a good person, but they could potentially harm me. Right. It's the same thing when like a police officer or somebody like that is, you know, a bad guy or a bad person. And it's, you know, you don't want to think that you're like, you're supposed to be my protector. You know, like when I hear, you know, men kill their wives or something, I'm like, how terrible, because like my husband's my protector. If he like turned on me, I wouldn't know what to do. I would, I literally would be like frozen and like, wait, you want to do what? (laughs) (laughs) How, How terrifying you're 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 gonna do what like please don't please don't like you know you were the one I let my guard down around um so you are the kukui <laughs> <laughs> my own horror story you be the kukui you're the one who was hiding in my closet my husband picks on me all the time because we watched a thriller one time and this is off topic we're gonna end it but um we watched a thriller one time and my husband um he likes to prank me all the time because I'm an anxious person and we watched a thriller um, and my husband was like, did you lock the doors? Good night. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I did lock the doors. I know I locked the doors, but then like, I'm Let like, me go double check. and I'm like, I ripped the covers off of him. And I'm like, go downstairs and check the doors. Go look, go look. And he was like, no. And I was like, you, this is your own fault. Like you put this thought in my head, go check all the doors. <laughs> I was like, go. and so then here, there he went, he got up and it's like, it has, it's happened to me 101 times, you know, my Roomba goes off at five in the morning and it like gets well, caught on the carpet and I'm like, somebody's downstairs, why is my dog not barking? And I'm just like looking over the beam, like, how do I go down there and face them? No, you know, what? I've, I've gotten to the point though, where like, cause like I'll hear something too and I'll just be like, well, this is how, it, this is how it ends. I knew it was going to happen. I knew this was coming. All right, Lord, I'm coming. I have- I have laid so flat. I have like mastered where I've laid so flat in my bed and I like mess up the blankets just a little bit. So it looks like I didn't make it that morning, but that there's <laughs> nobody there. And my husband's like, you're really just going to lay there? And I'm like, yeah, yep. take me now. Like, take me while my eyes are closed. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I going to struggle? Just take me like, this is, this is, this is it. This is it for me. Exactly. Like, I just, um, you know, weighing my pros and cons here. If I'm going to die, I'd rather go out quietly <laughs> I, i'm a woman of faith so like if you're gonna take me like i know what's waiting for me on the on the other side so is this gonna suck right now yeah but i'm gonna go meet jesus after so oh my gosh speaking of this like my my wreath just like rattled on my door <laughs> and startled the crap out of me so <laughs> time so to wrap it up <laughs> if you're comforted by this episode then great if you're spooked out that was not our intention <laughs> oh, welcome to our brains Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.